0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. We hear from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah calling out for God to show up and deliver. But, I don't know that that is much of the message that I am seeping myself in. If you're like me, your calendar is already filled up with Christmas parties, shopping, visits to Santa, family events, school programs. The list can seem endless and exhausting. It's almost like there's no time for us to really ask God to tear open the heavens and come down. Mother Julia Gada, in her book on the Christian life, notes that in the Christian tradition, feasts follow fasts, but what happens when our fast time is so filled that there is no time to fast? How do we prepare ourselves for the glory of the Word made flesh if we are always so full in the flesh? This is the struggle of Advent in our contemporary culture. For here's the little secret about Advent. Advent is a time of waiting for the second coming. It is not so much a time of waiting for Christ's birth. It's a season in which we can acknowledge that the world is not right and we are still in the need of a Savior. Our readings, our prayers, our hymns all point to a longing, a groaning of creation that the world would be made right and calling upon God to tear open the heavens and come down. Rightly understood, Advent wants us to look out upon the world and say, boy, this place is out of whack sometimes. Advent invites us to be like a person who is sick. And holding out hope for a miracle cure. Here's an Advent story for you. Zachary Cohen is the now 31-year-old father who was found guilty of murder by an Iowa jury after less than an hour of deliberation. His four-month-old son Sterling was uh, found dead in a motorized swing. Sterling's father Zachary was convicted of first-degree murder and child endangerment causing death. On August 30th, 2017, authorities arrived at the home of Zachary Cohen and 21-year-old Cheyenne Harris, where they discovered the lifeless body of Sterling in the swing. The baby weighed less than five pounds at death and had been left in the swing for over a week. He had not been bathed or changed during that entire time. The county sheriff told jurors he found maggots and larvae when the medical examiner began to remove the layers of urine-soaked blankets and clothing from the child. The prosecutor distilled the shock in his opening statement. Sterling died of a diaper rash. Advent is the season, it does not flinch from the darkness of the world. The darkness that can stalk the world at times. Advent Fleming Rutledge says begins in the dark and moves to the light, but the season does not move too quickly or too glibly, lest we fail to acknowledge the depth of the darkness. It begins in the dark, the moments before the sun rises, but it does not remain in the dark. Just a few moments ago, we sang one of the most cherished of Advent hymns, Lo, he comes with clouds descending. Listen to these words. Lo, he comes with clouds descending, once for favored sinners slain. Thousand, thousand saints attending, swell the triumph of the train. Alleluia, alleluia, God appears on earth to reign. Every eye shall now behold him, robed in dreadful mystery. Those who said it not and sold him, pierced and nailed him to the tree, deeply wailing, deeply wailing, deeply wailing. Shall the true Messiah see? Yea, amen, let us adore thee, high on thine eternal throne. Savior, take the power and glory, claim the kingdom for thine own. Come quickly, alleluia, alleluia, Lord, come. Our spiritual lives are lived between the two advents. The advent where God becomes human in Jesus Christ and begins to wrestle away creation from the powers of darkness and sin and Satan. And the second advent as we await his return. But God does not leave us comfortless in this time of waiting. God sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit forms a community, a church, to be a visible sign of God's love in the world. Although, let's be honest, the church at times forgets that our primary call is to be a window into God's deep grace. And this is a place where the Holy Spirit provides us with the gift to serve others. The great Missiologist Leslie Newbegin lamented that in the Protestant tradition, with its emphasis on justification, forgot that the Lord left not a book, a creed, a system of theology and belief, but rather the Lord left a community that is formed and birthed by the waters of baptism. A community that exists for one reason and one reason only to bear witness to Christ's reconciling work in word and deed. And this work is tough work. It's exhausting work. We can go and we can hear the stories of the death of Sterling. We can see the brokenness around the world and we can just get worn out. I was invited by the One America movement to Atlanta where faith leaders from across the country had gathered to hear each other's stories, to pray, and to support one another. At one small group that I was in, a college student who attends college in New York, but uh, in all of small world things, is actually from Jinx, Oklahoma, told us, You don't know what it's like to go to school every day worrying about whether there's going to be a shooting that day. He said, We are not meant to carry so much fear. A rabbi shared how his synagogue had been the target of threats and graffiti wondering whether they could worship in safety. Another was facing leaving full-time ministry because his faith community had been so torn apart by secular politics. It's no wonder in this time of Advent we want to jump to follow law rather than to reflect on the darkness. A Presbyterian minister said what we really need is not some intellectually acceptable answer to life's most mysterious quandrum about God's action or inaction. The need is for God and the the nurture of the expectation of His coming to be coupled with the patience to wait. The patience to wait for Him to come on His own time. The waiting is not easy in his reflection on the death of his first wife, this wife, this, this pastor um, describes the cry of absence that is found so often in the Psalms and something that we as Christians so often forget. For Gregory of Nyssa says that progress is often more like waves in the oceans. Progress comes in and progress goes out. So to grasp the scope of God's great redemption, redemptive work in Christ Jesus, a work who's not yet complete, we wait. And in this wait, we acknowledge the depth, of the, the depth of the human predicament. We cannot retreat from the reality of the world and the reality of brokenness. Instead, we have to practice strategies of hope. What Fleming Rutledge calls reproaching, and resisting. This, she says, is the heart of the church's life in Advent, that we are called to a vocation of protest against suffering. Patience does not mean passivity, she says. Believing that God will come does not imply inaction. Rather, it stirs up in the church to hopeful enactments of the reign of Christ. Everything we do, she says, no matter how small, From AIDS ministry to overseas missions, strikes a blow against the usurping powers and principalities until Jesus comes again in glory. I offer this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.